Hello and welcome to Tea with Culture. This is Miwa Al-Hatta and with me in Mizena. Today is our third day of uh, uh, Dubai Film Festival Daily Diaries. And today we're going to be talking about Rams as well as um, youth and Francophonia. Hello, Hind. Hi, Wael. So we started off with, with Rams in the afternoon. And I know you've always been a fan of Iceland itself. So what were you expecting and how do you see the film? Yeah, uh, I mean, always happy to see any Icelandic film mm-hmm. showing in Dubai. Uh, this one, I've heard really good things about it. And uh, I think just from the trailer and the poster, it looks like this quirky comedy about yes. two brothers, two old men, you know, fighting over sheep and land. But there's, there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it starts off kind of, you know, entertaining and we're chuckling in the cinema. And then just bit by bit, as the film develops... There's a story because it's about these two brothers who haven't spoken to each other for 40 years, but they live near each other. And then there's this issue about, you know, the sheep got some disease yeah. and they've got to slaughter all the, the sheep, but then that impacts their livelihood. So, you know, what starts off as, you know, kind of slight comedy goes into a bit serious and drama. And then just to me, like that end scene, which I'm not going to obviously say, but it was just so hard hitting for me. And uh, and it just made it like a much powerful film than I expected walking in. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting it to be the way it was. It's definitely a, a softer and kinder film than, than I had expected, even the, even throughout the, the parts in the middle. So the ending wasn't as unexpected, I guess, but it it was a much warmer uh, development of the whole film, and, and I appreciate that, uh, especially with, with, the, with the fact of the whole the cold, the cold aspect of the personas and, and the climate and everything else, and then and how everything developed. So I really enjoyed it, and I think I gave it uh, an 8 out of 10, and you can still see it uh, on Wednesday. That's right, there's a second screening on Wednesday. And yeah, I mean, there, and again, just beautiful Icelandic mm. landscape, so that's always lovely to see. So yeah, no, definitely uh, high on my list of favorites yes. uh, this year, the festival. The second film we both saw yesterday was uh, Youth by uh, Paolo Sorrentino. Now, I mean, I'm a big Paolo Sorrentino fan. I've seen his uh, older film. I mean, two years ago was The Great Beauty. That was yes. one of my favorites. But there's also been uh, Consequences of Love and, and Devo. And, um, yeah, I walked in really wanting to like this film, but I didn't. But... You, you can talk maybe more because you loved it. Yes, I mean, and that's, that's like we mentioned a couple of times before, that's the whole thing about um, film festivals in general. It just brings all the, well, at least most film lovers together so people watch it even if they don't like somebody else appreciated it. And um, what didn't connect with you connected with me at youth and, and, I, and I did get drawn into to the, to the storyline of um, what kind of the aspect of what have what has somebody done with their life? What have they achieved? What, what's acceptance? And when is something enough? So it's that kind of um, dialogue between youth and, and age, and, and you rethinking: have, have I done something with my life? Have I not? And then kind of that re, the re aspect of it. But what was interesting also is that it showed you that dialogue, but from different points of view, from different kinds of older and younger people, without spelling it out. So I, I enjoyed that one. And I guess for me, because I work in within that kind of industry, it kind of you, you get to see people, it reminds you of people, it reminds you of instances and it reminds me of myself younger and older. So it I guess I was able to to connect to that one uh, at more of a level. Are you talking about like the filmmaking industry, so like the Harvey Keitel character? Uh, not necessarily Harvey Keitel character, all of them because uh, working working in film, working advertising, working in art, mm-hmm. that kind of production and that kind of persona and then the people even like when they're a little bit of Miss Universe and all that. I've, I've met all these kind of the actors, the, the singers, the, the musicians, all of the people I have 
haven't tracked at one point in life. So it's interesting kind of seeing, and a lot of them become your friends and, and, and so on. So you, you get all of that in. So I really did, did, uh, did like the movie. And I think we talked about it earlier. I think for me, um, it connected a little bit more with that than uh, A Great Beauty. Okay. I don't know. I, to me, like, I just felt... Um the, the, I think the issue is maybe the lines and the dialogue because I've seen the Italian language films yes. that Sorrentino has made and uh, and I kept wondering if this was an Italian would I have appreciated more like I mean with Harvey Keitel's character you know kept on coming up with these wisdom zingers you know and this, this, these quotes <laughs> and it was just like so irksome and and I mean, look, some scenes just look beautiful. Like yes, it is beautifully yes, composed and shot, and and so you know the scenes in the sauna room and the you know the kind of the, this hotel resort mm-hmm. they're in, and there is there are beautiful scenes. And I kept wondering would a lot of these make really beautiful short, clip, you know, mm-hmm. snippets or short mm-hmm. films. But like even that, you know, the character with that you know Miss Universe, like when you know one scene where she looks really disheveled and she comes and shows her appreciation to Paul Dano's character, who's an actor at the same hotel, and you know, and everyone thinks she's like. This ditzy, but she says something super clever. But you know, and and she looks disheveled, and everyone was surprised. That's Miss Universe. And then, uh, you know, not uh, shortly after, there's a scene where she's walking naked. You know, beautiful body, and you know, Harvey Keitel and Michael Caine's character staring at her. And 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 I'm like, well, did they have to show her looking clumsy and ugly to sound smart? I, and then, ugly actually. Well, I mean, she had like a I don't know, like a sore thing on her I lips and her hairs, and I don't know. She just looked <laughs> like totally disheveled. And then, you know, and but she sounds really smart when she looks like that and then <laughs> this transformation as Miss Universe which you know of course she looked gorgeous I mean everyone would stop and look at her I mean it was a beautiful mm-hmm. body and it was beautifully shot and I think Sorrentino's just obsessed you know with beautiful voluptuous naked woman walking so. in slow motion across the <laughs> you know about beautiful and voluptuous uh, Jane Fonda has seen small but fantastic <laughs> yeah she didn't look beautiful and voluptuous just for anyone who's listening to this who's not seen the film <laughs> but yeah yeah she, she had like a very short you know a, a, a short uh, I know cameos the right yeah, word, but that, yeah, that over makeup as well. See, they made her look like that yeah. aging actress who yes. can get over it. Yeah. Uh, and then you see her later on uh, looking disheveled in yes. one of the other scenes. But her scene was hilarious <laughs> and fabulous, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, youth was a disappointment for me, and uh, but it's screening again on uh, the fifteenth at three thirty. If anyone's interested in seeing it, I, I I'm not highly recommending it, but yeah, but I am. So <laughs> you get different points of view. <laughs> And finally, we have Francophonia, which we saw later on that uh, that night. And uh, this one, I mean, I guess Hinkin could go into more details about it because I haven't had the chance to see all of the Russian arc. And they, they take a lot of similarities from it. Uh, but it is another creative documentary talking about the Louvre in, in this instance as a center point, everything around it. But I was really bothered by the the voiceover, which was what I assume is the director's voiceover. It is. I checked. It, it is his. Yes. And he's not necessarily the best voiceover type person, so his his tone, his voice, and then having to to read the Russian translation where it doesn't really add or add, add or reduce from the film, but all of that, instead of dubbing it into another language, you had to read um, versus looking at the beautiful imagery, so that kind of bothered me, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I found it. It was quite a dry film. It was. It's not the most. E- it's not light. It's not easy. And it was at night, and 
and uh, so yeah, don't walk in watching it if you're tired because yes. it's just gonna. Yes. It's not. It's not. Uh, it can be infuriating. I mean, it's a follow-up. Russian Ark was the yeah. previous one he's done, and that. I mean, the the this, the special thing about Russian Ark was the whole film was done in one take, and uh, and that focused on the Hermitage in Saint Peter. Yes. So it talks about again art similar to this, mm-hmm. but because uh, Francophonia is focusing on the Louvre, and uh, Russian Ark was in a Hermitage, so it goes through the history of art and history of Russia and you have the similar characters coming and going but the beauty of it was all done in one take so that you're following this camera you know through the through Actually, the hermitage I, I did read somewhere that this one was planned to be in one shot as well but it ended up kind of cutting it up because it didn't work as well oh okay I, I wasn't yeah. aware of that but yeah I think if you're heavily into art it it's something you should see but uh be aware it is quite dry it is heavy watching it, it definitely does have lots of little, little information uh, and, and beautiful lost kind of footage uh, uh, photographs and, and, and videos as well of things gone by mixed in with this crowd so it has its positives but it's not the, the simplest thing to, to, to watch and you can still catch it on Sunday at 10.15 well, I guess we'll come back tomorrow with the film that we watched uh, uh, tonight and see you later that's a wrap yeah. <laughs> bye <laughs>